and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am once again sitting down with James City County's Director of Elections, Diana Mormon. Welcome, Diana. Thanks for having me. It's always exciting to be here. I think it's been a while, about a year. Uh, it feels like it's been longer than that. Yeah, but... it's been a long year. Yeah, <laughs> it has been. <laughs> it has been. So we have a big election coming up. So let's talk about elections. What's going on? What are important dates? What do our listeners need to know? Well, it's funny. Most people think that we work two days a year, and that's uh, (laughs) not the case. Uh, We have uh, the election that's coming up on November 5th. That's always a Tuesday. Okay. This election is really big for our local community. A lot of people think that the presidential election is what has the most bearing on us, when that's quite the contrary. I think it's the local elections. We've got the Board of Supervisors. We've got House, Senate, uh, all of our constitutional officers, except for the clerk of the court. Okay. And Soil and Water Conservation District. Okay. So there's a lot going on, a lot on the ballot. The ballots actually this year are eight and a half by 14 in length because there's so many offices. Oh, wow. And some of those are actually two-sided. Wow, really? Yeah, there's uh, the ballot requirements now dictate there'd be a certain layout and okay. that's extended our ballot sizes and it's been an interesting learning experience. I am sure <laughs> and you wouldn't think that that would make a big difference but it does. It absolutely does. Uh, I don't even think about the weight of the the stock of the papers and all of these things wow. but it's a lot more wording on the ballot. Okay now speaking of a lot of wording do we have any referendums this year? Thank goodness, no. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That remains to be seen for the presidential. However, this year we are good to go with smooth sailing with just offices. Okay, very good. Because referendums are always a challenge to communicate because you can't really edit or change any of the words. It's got to be exactly like it is. And it's kind of tough. And I think a lot of times people go to the polls and just say, um, yes, (laughs) um, no. We have an undervote is when somebody chooses to not vote the office at all. And we have a considerably higher amount of undervotes for the referendums than we do typically for regular straight up offices. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I understand that. So I know that there are lots of dates. There are absentee ballot opportunities. Tell us all about those. Well, we've already begun absentee voting. That's crazy. I know it's 45 days in advance. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But we do uh, start those 45 days in advance. The beginning date was September 20th. That was on Friday. Okay. And uh, so we've already been doing it for a week. And we're already ahead of trends for most of the state. And we've had uh, over 30 people vote in person, which is pretty high considering this is a little bit lower turnout than the obvious midterms. Right. Absolutely. Okay. The books close for the deadline of registering to vote, updating your information, changing your name, anything that you need to do. That's Tuesday, October 15th. Okay. Last day to request an absentee ballot by mail is Tuesday, October 28th. Uh, We are open Saturday, October 26th from nine to five. It's always the two Saturdays prior to a November election. We're okay. required by law to be open, so okay. we're open. All right. And then the last day to vote in person is Saturday, November 2nd. We are open from 9 to 5. Okay. So anyone that comes in on Monday and says, oh, I need to vote tomorrow. Unfortunately, the deadline at that point has already passed. Okay. And then, of course, election day is Tuesday, November 5th. So uh, parents get ready because schools are closed. 
Okay. So in advance, okay. uh, make prior arrangements for your children. That's good because there's always been a lot of controversy with that. And you've got a lot of people coming into schools and lots of parking lot issues. And that's good that they're closed. That is correct. It is the school board. They've been wonderful for having the schools closed for November elections. Okay. That is not the case for June primaries okay. or for the March 3rd presidential primary. However, that is the case for November. We're happy with that. Yes. Uh, the polls are open at 6 a.m. and they close at 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, we don't close for lunch, so feel free to bring the officers of election cookies if you like. <laughs> Hardworking volunteers. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we close that election down, finish it up, and we typically aren't able to breathe until uh, Thanksgiving once okay. we close everything down with our supplies and quarantine the equipment. Right. And then we go straight into planning for the presidential primary. And we start absentee voting for that in the middle of January. Oh, my goodness. You won't have much of a break this year. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> now, I want to correct something that I just said. And maybe we can talk about officers of election. Because I said that they're hardworking volunteers. But on election day, they're a little different, right? That is correct. They are paid volunteers for the okay. most part. Okay. Um, we pay $100 for working the actual election day and then $25 for the required training that you have. Okay. So uh, I try to make it as fun as possible for the training. There are things that we have to cover in code, but it is a very good rewarding experience to know that you helped make sure that the uh, integrity of the election was intact. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, are you still needing officers of election? We always need officers of election. Okay. Uh, but we right now are about 50 short. Oh, my goodness. Um, I know. And we typically run that pretty much for every election. We try to maintain that amount uh, or maintain the solid ideal amount. Mm -hmm. However, that's not the case for most elections. Okay. Uh, you would never tell it because we still continue to run smooth elections. Absolutely. But we are always looking for officers of election. An interesting thing, the average age of our officers of election here in James City County is 72 years old. Average age, 72. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So if you are saying, hey, I can't do that, I'm out because I've got to work that day. Talk to your employer because I do believe that they offer days off for community service. Okay. And that certainly is community service. Absolutely. So if someone was interested in learning more about becoming an officer of election, what should they do? Go to our website. Okay. And jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. All right. Very good. Okay. So what else? We've t uh, Let's go into absentee voting because I think that there's some misconceptions out there of who can vote absentee and who can't. Tell us more about that. Right now, we have 26 different reasons for you to be able to vote absentee. Okay. If you're not able to make it to the polls for any reason whatsoever, we are able to help you vote absentee, either by mail or in the office. Okay. And it is a very smooth process for the most part. We just need your ID, fill out the form, and you're done. Okay. That will be the case for this year, our March primary, as well as our June primary. However, that will be completely different for the presidential. Okay. Uh, the Virginia legislature this year established that there will be no excuse absentee voting seven days prior, but that is starting next year for okay. the presidential 2020 election. Gotcha. Okay. That's important to remember. Yes. Okay. Don't get it confused, please. Okay. So if people have questions about absentee voting and whether or not they're eligible, where should they go? To our website. Yeah. <laughs> 
jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. All right. Very good. Is there a phone number that they can call? Sure. It's uh, 757. What's your office line? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's 757-259-4949 is our direct line. All right. Very good. <laughs> okay. Now let's go over those dates again because they are super duper important. These are dates you do not want to miss. Sure. Update your registration, change your name, change your address, anything, even if you live in a retirement community and you change department numbers, we need that information. And that all must be able to be turned into us October 15th. That is a Tuesday. Okay. Uh, And again, people can go on that website. Sure. And check to see their address and all of that. Absolutely. Uh, There's so much stuff that you can see. Uh, It's a direct link to the state's website. Okay. And it's, I went and checked myself out on Mm -hmm. the site uh, not too long ago. And it shows my entire voting history. It shows my address, where my precinct is. It shows a map of where my precinct is in case I've moved to the area and I'm new. Nice. Uh, It's a really helpful tool. Okay. Very good. You know, we're sitting here talking about precincts and moves. None of the precincts have moved no. this last year. Okay. We are actually locked by the legislature uh, okay. to not be able to change any precincts until the next redistricting, okay. which happens right after the presidential. Okay. Uh, in 2021, everything will change as we know it. Okay. But as so, right now, you're going to vote in the same place you voted last November. That is correct. Okay. Uh, Very we've good. not changed a precinct in the past few years. Okay. So everyone is where they were and just uh, come out and vote. Okay. And I'm really saying that for myself because one year, you know, I know I've talked about this. I may have gone to the wrong precinct. And That's had okay. To, we'll take care of it. Yeah. Thank you. I had to move to the next precinct. So, but it all got done. So it all was good. I promise you're not the first person. I hope not. Everyone, the officers of election were very, very nice. Yes, they all are. I'm, and, I'm very pleased with yes, them. And they said, you need to go over there. And I was like, oh, okay. But anyway, good. All right. So other dates. The last day to request a ballot by mail is Tuesday, October 28th. We are open two Saturdays prior to the election. That's October 26th and November 2nd. Okay. And don't forget there's a time change on November 2nd. Oh, wow. Okay. Important. And we fall back. back. Okay. All right. So anything else about elections and anything that we need to know? After these elections, well, we've got the November election, and then we go straight into the March 3rd uh, presidential primary. Okay. Schools will be open two hours late that day. Okay. And then we have the June 9th primary. Schools will be open that day. Okay. If you are listening and you want to go volunteer at the schools to help uh, guide voters through the hallways of the schools to keep right. them from wandering the halls. Right. Uh, I'm sure the principals would be very excited to have you. Okay. And then we go straight into the presidential election after that. Okay. So no moss under these feet. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So what about election security? Uh, election security is always a big focus that we have. Our machines have already been tested by at least two machine technicians that we have mm-hmm. observed by our electoral board. And then we are also required by law to invite the political parties to come in and observe. They have faith in us and the machines are ready to go. They are equipped and uh, in a locked secure, alarmed facility. We're ready to have them deployed. Once they come back, we get them voted. And I mentioned quarantined earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quarantine just means that the ballots and the machines go into a vault for 30 days, uh, just in case there is a recount or anything along those lines. Fingers crossed that doesn't happen. But they are there for the 30 days, and then we're able to go on to the next election. Okay, what do people need to make sure that they bring with them to the polls? Great question. Okay. 
that was actually in the back of my mind. Oh, good. Great minds and <laughs> yeah, all of exactly. that. exactly. Make sure you bring your ID. Okay. And make sure that you know what's on the ballot in advance. We have all of the sample ballots with the precincts listed on our website. Mm-hmm. And we have eight different ballot styles here in the county for this election, which okay. means that you don't necessarily vote the same way or have the same ballot opportunities that your neighbor across the street does. Right. Because that may be the dividing line for that precinct or that district. Right. So um, please make sure you know what your ballot is and uh, check it out before you go. Because I'm sure that there are people, especially with James City County, how our borders work, I'm sure that there are people that show up to the polls on election day thinking that they're going to have the opportunity to vote for candidate A, But candidate A may be in the city or may be in another district in the county. That's an excellent point. Uh, I happen to know that I've been driving throughout the county and I see advertisement signs for candidates advertising their campaign, not in their district. Okay. And I've talked to some candidates and they say, well, people from my district drive to that area. There's no code that says that it must be held within wholly within your district. Right. Uh, that's up to each candidate. We support what is done within the confines of the law. Okay. So just make sure you go to that website, which again is jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. That's correct. Very good. And um, check out your ballot for your neighborhood. That's right. Very good. Make sure you have your ID as well. It's got to be a photo ID, uh, typically a valid driver's license, passport, military ID. All of those work. If you go to school, a student ID works just as well. Okay. Very good. Well, as you know, because you are a repeat guest to the podcast, (laughs) I have to ask you a few fun questions. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay. Here we go. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite game or sport to watch or to play? Oh, gosh. Okay, my favorite sport to watch. I know this may be cheesy, but I uh, now have an eight-year-old son that I'm very proud of that plays uh, baseball. Okay. And he is on the Travel Revolution team. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, always an adventure to see where we end up next. And uh, the coaches and families are fantastic. Oh, how fun. And then I have another son that plays uh, football in middle school. So we go and cheer him on as well. And uh, we're definitely an action-packed family. And very, very A daughter busy. that does uh, is looking to get into softball, so we'll see. Very good. Yeah. yeah, so you need another place to be able to go to. Can't just have two. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that'd be too easy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, next question. Who is your favorite author? Oh, gosh. Hmm. I like Pat Conroy. Okay. I don't know. I uh, When we go to Charleston, which is one of my favorite cities, mm-hmm. a lot of his books are based in that area. Right. And um, I don't know. I've just always liked him. Very good. And again, you are answering these questions so quickly without hesitation. <laughs> it always amazes me. Unlike last time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. All right. What three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Okay, so that's funny. We have that conversation around the dinner table often. Okay. The first one would be uh, my cell phone. Okay. It's attached to me and I can't live without it. Sure. Because if I get tired of the deserted island, I can just make a phone call. There you go. (laughs) See, and that's, I think, the right way to look at it. It A deserted island could be a good thing. Yeah, I would uh, probably also go with we watch Naked and Afraid a lot. Okay. So I would have to go with a fire starter. Okay, smart. <laughs> smart. It and gets cold at night and you need to cook water. And That's right. And yep. I would probably go with a tent. Oh, smart. Shelter. Yeah. yeah. Communications, fire, and shelter. Yeah. 
life is good. You did great. That was so easy. Yeah. Well, thank Diane, you for asking. Yes. Diana, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Thank you for having me. It's always a treat and I'm excited to see everyone coming out and vote. All right. It's very good. And if people have questions, what is that website again? JamesCityCountyVA.gov slash vote. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe to the podcast. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. And while you're online, you can go to our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes as well as a form. And on that form, you can give us feedback. You can give show ideas, guest ideas. We would love to hear from you. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk with you next week.